0: lee horton hey it's lee welcome to
1: business problem solved today i have the immense pleasure of chatting to a gentleman that i have been following for some time on on the socials Um, and in fact actually rather than me introduce him mr paul dunlop welcome to the podcast
2: Pleasure to be here. Absolute pleasure to be here and privileged to be here. So thank you for having me along. No, no, honestly,
1: the pleasure is on my, like I said, during the intro. I have been following you some time. I resonate a lot with what you put out there. You're quite prolific on uh, on on social media and stuff. But for those people who who may not know who Paul Dunlop is, I mean worth being um first. And and secondly, uh, if you could just uh, like just who is, who is Paul Dunlop and, and how has he got to that seat today?
2: That's a, that's a really good question and who knows. Um, so I'm here and now I'm a, I'm a lean consultant. I run my own business, uh, one man show and have been doing for nearly five years now. Um, I guess I started my manufacturing life way back when 20 something years ago, started out as a, as a machine operator on the, on the shop floor in a, in a food business. Um, that business happened to be a, a Japanese business, um, which probably then led me on to a couple of lean tools. Um, I think 5S was probably the first thing I came across. and um, yeah, from there developed a bit of a passion for continuous improvement. Um, my career, uh, I guess stepped through the, the ranks of management and um, finished up as you know in, in operations and production management. Always had been a passionate, lean uh, person all the way through and had been, a, I guess, the challenges of being a functional manager trying to to change and implement at the same time and then, um, yeah, stepped into pursuing the passion full time. So I'm very, very, very lucky to be able to do that. So um, that's kind of what I do these days. I have a fairly diverse client base, but work mainly in small to medium manufacturing and um, helping individuals and teams and organisations along their continuous improvement journey.
1: Perfect. No, fa- thanks so much for that, Paul. I guess the, the first question that, that leads me to really is um, what made you um, or what was the decision point or trigger points that that made you think about going out by yourself um, from, from being in a corporate and, and leading and, and delivering change um, to then going, I know I want to help more people um, and, and I can do this.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um I, I think all through my career, as I, I alluded to, I've, there's really been no design. I've just fell into things. I fell into man, literally fell into manufacturing, fell into leadership, fell into continuous improvement. Um, but I, I guess always looking to someone who's very focused on on growth. Um, certainly my, my personal growth and Development and sort of saw those opportunities to to do that and took those. Um, I, I guess as as I went along and and learned lean, like most people, you you sort of learn the tools and you fumble <laughs> with those. You make a lot of mistakes. Um, you sort of. Uh, I know my journey. I overcomplicated things. I read probably one too many books and yeah. um, <laughs> made made those sort of mistakes and have come back to simplicity. But I, I guess. What I've learned um, is that lean, yes, there's, there's lots of things that surround it, there's lots of tools, but lean is fundamentally about people and it's about, uh, I guess, engaging and elevating people. And I saw, I saw continuous improvement as a way to help people Um, and I think that sort of ticks a lot of boxes for me. So that's really why I've sort of pursued it. Um, again, I I probably had a a window of opportunity to, to start my own business and sort of left. And it was very much a a no shit moment. Like I guess most people who, who jump in and sometimes it's a bit of a now or never thing. Um, and it certainly was for me. Um, and I've just gone from there. And I think, you know, the, the, journey has been interesting and that you, you know, I I didn't know if I could be a a decent consultant as a decent manager, um, in the end. Um, but again, a big unknown and a big steep learning curve for me. So I had to, you know, practice, practice what I, what I knew practice, what I, what I preach and, um, you know, you, you do that bit, and also I'm a one man show. You have to then learn how to be a, a salesman and a marketer and develop your business. So there's there's a lot of challenges just just in keeping your head above water and doing all that. But um, yeah, so far so good. Yeah,
1: amazing, amazing. You mentioned um, that it's all about people, and when you when you went for your introduction, you said you started uh, you were working for a Japanese com- uh, company, and one of the first things that you you learned was 5S. S. Um, at what point did you make the transition um, from tools and thinking it's, it's, all about, it's about tools or 5S or or whatever the tool be to actually the secret of this game is all about people?
2: Um, I think bit by bit as time went on, I saw, I saw the effect that it had on people. I knew what it was doing for me. I knew that it was... Opening up a whole new world um, in, in just in terms of the not so much the the results and the outcomes, but the the process itself of continuous improvement, the the trial and error and the, and the learning part. And I just thought that was great fun, as much as anything, um, and and very playful from that point of view. And I think uh, all too often I see certainly in the lean world that we kind of forget that that part of it. Um, it, it should be quite fun and playful. So you know, for, for internally, I, I sort of, that was my experience externally, you know, I think Lean is, a, is about people, but it's it's also very much about leadership. And, you know, I was a, a young leader, not a very good leader. And I, I guess Lean helped me to become a better leader. And uh, I guess through pra- the practice and the, the repetition, the tools and, and really working through and engaging people saw how much it benefited their day-to-day work. And that work actually took on a greater purpose and a greater meaning and people, you know, factory life can be pretty, pretty dull and repetitive. And, you know, I, I guess I, I saw that working life day to day, working life could be more meaningful and people get more out of it enjoy it. And, you know, continuous improvement was the, the vehicle that, that, that really helped that happen. So maybe a bit of a long winded answer, but that's, that, that's really where I saw the, you know, the penny dropped, and I literally saw the light come on in, in people's eyes. You know, yeah. and smiles on faces. That's that that's what did it for me, and that and that's what I'm aiming for.
1: Yeah, love that, love that as well. And there's a couple of things of what you just said there. It's also about leading, so about people, it's about leadership, and you also mentioned fun and and playful and and change is often seen as uh, is something that people um, people reject or people um, don't. People don't want to change, um, and then you've just thrown in the the fun and the playful thing. So, how do you um, make this a fun and enjoyable journey when when it's people that you may you may be trying to influence the habits and behaviours of?
2: Hmm. Another good question. Um, I, I guess with you know the the way I try and approach things is well, one one I don't take it too seriously. Um, uh, and I don't think you can, because I think you, you, you probably set yourself up for a lot of failure if, if, you, if you do, because the, the nature of continuous improvement is the fact that there's going to be a lot of failure that you, you can't, you can't learn and grow without it. So if, if you take it too seriously, it becomes almost a sort of life or death uh, <laughs> type scenarios. And, and, you, and you can't think like that. And, you know, I have to, as a consultant, I have to be a leader um, and I have to lead that way. Um typically what I do in an engagement is I'll do a, you know, quite a few workshops, you know, I'll get the Lego out or whatever it is. So I, I try and make the the learning experience and the upfront, you know, when we're talking about lean, that it is, that it is fun. There can be some, you know, gamification, if you will, of, of that experience. It's practical, it's tangible. It, it, it can help bring people together. So I try and, you know, make those initial parts of it fun so they can, Actually touch it and feel it and see it, and they're they're doing it. Um, they're not using the Japanese words or anything like that, but they're 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 doing lean, and then they go, oh, okay, that's just like that, and we can start to give it context and and relate it. So that that's very much the I guess the, the introduction. So I try and start it. You know, it's it's serious, but it's it's fun and playful at the same time. So I think that's a that's a good entree because. Probably like yourself, you go into a lot of businesses where, you know, they've certainly had a go at it or they've had a couple of goes at it. It's probably not been implemented well. There's a, a, a bad experience. There's a bad taste in people's mouths. It might have been, you know, a poor consulting or, you know, top down and you know, old school sort of stuff. And, you know, you, you've got to, you know, often there's, there's layers that you have to break through to start the, the, the conversation.
1: Uh, yeah, no, completely. And I resonate with what you just said, because well, I'm currently just um, I'm engaged with uh, uh, well, a couple of clients and um, and one of them in one of the introductory conversations said that they don't want another false start. They've had two false starts. They can't afford a third false start with this word that they call lean. And and you've referenced the lean word um, um, today a few times. And what, what I found is that Based on people's different experiences and people's journeys, that they've got different understandings of what the L word means to them. What does the L word mean to you, Paul?
2: But in- interesting to say that. So you know, in in client today, um, you know, I've said I said I hate the lean word. I don't like using the lean word. I- 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 it's hard to avoid, unfortunately. Um, but but I, I don't I don't love it. Um, however it is what it is so I I guess what lean means to me and I always say you know anyone I talk to if you, if you lined up you know 10 10 lean experts they'd all give you a different version of what lean is depending on their their experience their their background whatever you know what books they've read whatever it might be. So like I said lean lean to me and I think I, I try and keep it very pure is, is about people. I say it's about hearts and minds. Um, like I said, it's about, you know, coming back to that respect for people philosophy. Um, and it's about fundamentally respecting the, the people who are doing the work, adding value for the customer. Um, so I, I think it's about that. It's about enabling those people. It's about leadership because we, we, we need the right kind of leadership to support that. Um, and then obviously, we, it's, it, it's about flow. Um, and as, as a result, then it's about um, reducing and eliminating waste. So when you hear people say, well, lean is about the uh, elimination of waste, well, it is, but it, it isn't. And so, you know, we, we, we can look outside and, you know, we look at the, the, the lean community and there's a, a very rich tapestry there, and none of it's wrong. Um, but I think you know my, my experience tells me there's there's certain fundamental principles at play, and if you follow those, and I think you, you come back to the purity of the, of the of the Toyota way, then you really you, you can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, no, completely, completely. It is, it is an interesting one. The L word um, because a lot, like you said, everybody's experiences are, are different. Everybody's learnings are different. There's a number of books. About the subject uh, and where it's come from, Um, and I I think what I I always find fascinating. So I've got kind of like three levels of of understanding uh, or three levels of learning. Like there's your foundation level is knowledge, and you go on courses, you read books, and you have a knowledge level of um, of learning. And then the second one is, is understanding. So and you only get understanding by doing some stuff, and then the third level. Is, is confidence or wisdom and you only get that by repeatedly doing the thing that you're doing and and there's so much noise about the l word because it's 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 a knowledge level people haven't necessarily always applied it and if they have applied it they've not necessarily applied it for long enough to get that wisdom and, and confidence about it and when you talk to people who who have an opportunity to do it um and 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 work with people like like yourself uh, at such regularity um you get the true or a truer meaning of uh, it's actually about the people it's about the habits the behaviors disrespect it's about engagement it's about communication it's not about the tools because the stuff you read is they, they teach you tools because that's the easiest thing to get across yeah so um what would, you, what would you say best what
2: I've just said what I've just waffled about that? Yeah, uh, I, I would agree 100%. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'd suggest that you, you don't need to be... It's not about how much you know technically. It, it, it's irrelevant um, because you can... I've seen, you know, much technically, you know, more proficient people than, than me fail miserably because they simply can't engage people um so you know it, it yes yes they help and i, I think the, the tools are there to you mentioned the word habits you know lean, lean is all about habits lean is all about the discipline to show up every day and follow you know the the, the standards and that that helps us you know um one of ono's quotes is with without uh standards there can be no kaizen that's so you know, we have that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess the, the, the important thing is, you know, and you know you can prescribe to uh, I, I quite like um, you know Paul Aker's approach because it's, it's very simple and it's just let's you know fix what bugs you, make it make it better. Now you know, lean is a much broader, bigger conversation and there's a lot of things that need to happen to to, to be doing it in, in, in the right way. And here's me saying, the right way but yeah. anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> But fundamentally I think even just using the, the some simple tools and an approach where people are put at the forefront and supported and we are working simply to reduce the frustrations reduce the problems reduce the things that you know piss people off day to day then you're practicing it and I, I don't think there's anyone can really say well no that's not lean or that's not right I think if you're fundamentally trying to improve what you're doing and making it better, even if it's a little bit better every day, that you're practicing continuous improvement. Yeah, I love that. I think that's that's great.
1: Yeah, I love that a lot because you you sparked a number of different thoughts in my mind. So I I went to a Toyota supplier um, about um, 18 months ago, two years ago, and I went into their dojo, their training room, and it was like, some little wooden things, pieces of rope, um, little screws, and diff- and different things, completely unrelated to the process that was happening on the line. And, and I watched people and had a little go of these things and what they were doing. They were they were training people in the hand movements, the um, the, the the kind of the, the repetitive activities, not necessarily the process. So it just became habitual. So you would always pick three screws up you would always turn that that way you would always turn that that way and and it, what you've just said there about it's just continual practicing they were practicing it so it would then uh, then um then train the the habits or the new pathways or whatever and um, so then when they go out on the line it's just it just happens for them and i think leadership and, and and stuff we don't necessarily have a dojo or something that allows people to to practice safely they've got to practice there and then so they take the um what they've been trained in or the style from when they were in their previous role before and then they just that's what's made me successful um, how do you and you mentioned before as well um that leadership you were a bad leader and, and, and then you became a better leader and then the one of the fundamental things about lean is around leadership. Um, So I guess in a really long winded way through, um, through the dojo example, that I just gave, karate kid, wax on, wax off. How do you get leaders to, um, to
2: practice safely? Um, Yeah. a, a, A big question because most of my time as a consultant is spent well, at least 50 percent of my time is spent coaching leaders yeah. and coaching leaders how to be better leaders or lead in 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 a, a lean way um i think leadership starts so you, i think you touched on it that you know a, a lot of leaders that i come across are established in the role sometimes I, I get new leaders but generally they're established in the role they might have come from another business they um, might have tradition, come through the, you know, the traditional technical role and into a leadership role. Um, I, I think it, it's a global issue that leaders are not supported, they're not equipped, they're not trained, they're not developed in the right way. Um, we, we still in this day and age put far too much value on technical knowledge and not enough value on, on leadership and, and management skills. So leaders, uh, I think it always starts with self-awareness um so you know one of the one of the tools in, in my toolbox is disc profiling, which I think is a really, really useful tool. It's uh you know it's a it's a simple and relatively visual tool. Um and, and I think that that's the starting point and that starts to open up that conversation. You need to you need to know your inner world before you can influence your external world. Um the, the, the sort of next part of the, the the puzzle, and you'll see me, you know, post a lot on this, is leader standard work. So, I think every leader that I come across at every level of the organisation will talk about. They'll say, "Yeah, all this continuous uh, continuous improvement stuff's great, Paul, um, but I'm too busy. I don't have time." Um, and you know, the all, the effort and the intent and everything's there, but they're just stretched too thin and they're pulled from pillar to post and you know they're often as a result of you know poor processes and you'll see leaders whether it's in an office or a factory environment running around because the process is broken and they're they're compensating for the deficiencies in the process so and and it's almost always sort of say it's like this black market economy that goes on outside of the process that, that makes the process work and you'll stand there and you'll watch a process and you'll Go, my God! Why, why is this so hard? And you know, I often say, I don't even know how anything <laughs> comes out the end of this. But you, you do it; it's a miracle. It's amazing. Um, so leaders are often caught up in that. And so, what what I have to help leaders to do is to try and break that cycle, and to try and, you know, talk about time management. But I think it's it's about self management. It's about how are you going to organize and prioritize your time it's almost 5s in your day really um and you know i just start with okay let's let's categorize your your activity into must do should do nice to do and let's even just start with the must do's what are the half dozen things that you, you need to do every day how long do they take you when do you need to do them and and let's just tick a box when as you do those things and just focus on that and that starts to just cut out a lot of the noise and distractions. It it gives them some time and space and it it really illuminates what a lot of the the common issues are. And then we can start some conversation around that. So they're generally probably the first couple of tools that I use. And then we can start to get into, you know, again, a lot of um, leaders will talk to me about, you know, the, the, the deficiencies in their team or the culture in their team. And, you know, like I said, I'll put that back on them. And say, well, that's a that's a direct reflection of you. You've you've either created that or you've allowed that to happen. So there's no judgment there. Let's let's be curious. Let's understand. And and what what can we what can you do differently to start to to influence that? And I think that's where the journey begins. And probably on that is that just that idea and that concept of servant leadership. I think that's really really important. and and again we throw that around a lot and you hear that everywhere but again that true servant leadership starts with respect for people it it starts with humility it starts with vulnerability those things I think are are key um, attributes for, for leaders and those things are again easier said than done sometimes it's a some people can't make it as leaders with, with with those demands, but and and then it's a journey of growth and self reflection and self development to get there. Yeah,
1: I love it. I, lo- I love what you say and, and and I love your approach because um, I've got um, a couple of courses: uh, creating confident change leaders, create confident people leaders, and. And what I um, so I I spend a lot of time with internal change teams who are either seen as um, additional resource or um, um, they're they're brought to the party a little bit too late and and stuff like not seeing the value that they can bring and. And, and what I always start with is exactly like you've just said there. So whether they're a people leader or whether they're a change leader, um, module one is change starts with you. So how do you react in certain situations and get re- everybody to realise that actually everybody reacts differently to the same situation? Um, and then the second one is around understanding yourself. So how that voice in your head helps or hinders you? And, and are you crippling yourself? So when when, if it's a leader, when you turn up to your first meeting, how are you at that point in time when you walk in the room? Are you moaning about what you've just left behind in the previous meeting? Or are you gonna are you set up to try to create a really successful meeting? Your first few minutes um, are pivotal in, in setting the tone for that. But then um, for change people, when they um first engage with a team, are they the positive self? Are they doing it from a, a place of trying to help everybody else or are they doing it from a place of actually if this goes really well my name's going to be on a certificate that I've saved £10,000 or whatever um, and then and module three is is creating allies and storytelling and what you said earlier on about it's all about people and it's all about it's about relationships and connection and, and stuff I'm and apologies if you've heard me talk about this before but I um, I went on a stand. I've been on a couple of stand-up comedy courses um, because I believe comedians are the people that make us feel something far quicker than anybody else and they take us on that emotional journey and i want to learn the secrets behind that and the secrets of comedy are the same as secrets of leadership and secret of, of change management because um in in lesson one they said to us what's the secret of um of stand-up comedy and we all said
0: jokes
1: uh and he went no 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 it's not jokes it's not jokes he said jokes is material and if we think of, of material as um as leadership is our processes and all of that stuff and in, in change leadership. Um, as our 5S and as our tools and our techniques. And that's the third most important thing. The second most important thing is performance. And, and, and in comedy, there's two lines, there's a setup and there's a punchline and you vary your performance between the two. So you, you signpost into the audience when to laugh. But how often do we vary our performance to identify the important things that we want people to resonate with? Or do we just deliver the same performance all of the time? And then the most important thing in um, comedy, leadership, whether it's change or people, is your ability to connect, to connect with the people that are in front of you. And, and everybody's different. So the fact that you've said about this profile and stuff and, and understanding yourself and actually understanding and having appreciation that everybody in front of you is different as well, um, I, I think is, is so fundamental to um, to to what we do. It's all about connection. It's all about relationships. It comes back to what you said right at the very start. It is all about people, Paul Dunlop. And apologies for me talking for five minutes and uh, not allowing you to no. uh, have a chat. Uh,
2: no, I, I love that, Lee. And it's, um, yeah, it, it's it's so true. And, you know, I, I think, you know, before we even talk about our our differences, the the, the core, you know, 80% of it is we're all human beings. Yeah, and we all we all want connection. We all want safety. We all want leadership. We all, we all want the same things, and that's sometimes it doesn't necessarily look that way, but that's that's what's going on. And I think again that that's what the the respect for people thing means to me. It means just just meet people where they're at. Um, treat everybody. As a, as a human being, because again, we all have our lurks and quirks, and, <laughs> and we all think we're a bit special, but when we're not, and we have essentially the same the same drivers. And then when we can understand really how you know, every, again, we 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 relate to people as individuals, how they prefer to be related to, how they communicate themselves. When we can have that, and again, like I say to leaders, if if you're working on yourself. And, and understanding yourself well you're understanding everyone else because you we're all human and that's what you know i think in one of simon sinek's book he talks about the you know the three sort of main neurotransmitters and, and hormones in dopamine oxytocin and serotonin and and i think when you look at a lot of the things that are going on from a, a lean point of view when you sort of lift up the hood and, and look underneath the bonnet that this is i've i've, I've gone US and English there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when, when you actually look at the neuroscience and the psychology of what's going on, we're, we're tapping into a lot of this stuff. And I think Lean lean Done Well um, hit, hits all those marks and creates connection. It creates community. It creates shared goals and objectives. It creates safety, all, all of those good human things. And that's when, you, you know, when you get that happening, that's when the culture comes together.
1: Yeah, yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And um, just, to, just to change tact, actually, because we, we talked a lot about, um, about improvement and and, and lean and, and the secrets of that and, and connection. I just want to talk about you for a second, Paul, if that's all right. Because during your introduction and when you were talking through your journey, you said you fell into manufacturing, you fell into leadership, you, um, and then you took the opportunity to then be um, um, go by
2: yourself. What are you going to fall into next? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't know. The, my, my mind's open. I think as I look up, I'll never say I'm an expert at what I do. Um, when I walk into a client, I'm just the idiot in the room. I say, Oh, you know, I'll learn way more from you guys and you will ever learn from me. And I, I mean that. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm on a journey just to, to see where it all goes. I think as I've gone on and got older and hopefully a little bit wiser than I've let go of a lot of things and just try and have a very open mind. So what's next? I don't know. I've, um, I'm starting to do some work for a, a digital lean platform, a software company. So um, I've been doing a little bit of time there. So that that's probably opened up some, some doors for me. So I might, that might be a path that, that leads me. Um, I'm looking to start a, a psychology degree next year. So that might be, um, I think sometimes a lot of the leadership coaching is a bit like therapy or yeah. a lot like therapy. Yeah. Um, so I think that maybe that's a bit of a natural progression um, as well. So who knows? I mean, there's a few lean consultants that have sort of gone down that that path because I, I think that's almost a very natural progression. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, Lee. It's... Um, Again, we'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: no, completely. What you what you just said, so you, you're right. In in in, there's two paths, there's two distinct paths that I think improvement people are taking one or the other. Um, and one of them is is automation, digital, um, and the technology side. And the other is the um, is the organizational psychology or the the, the psych, psychological side and, and what happens in the brain. Which do you think will win?
2: Um, the, the psychology side. For what reason? Because, I mean, you know, if we if you look back 20, 20 years ago, we thought robots were going to take over the world and <laughs> everyone would be out of a job. Um, that that's not the case. So I find I mean I find people and and the, the human condition endlessly fascinating, and that's where my time and energy and you know my reading and podcast listening and all that all that sort of stuff that that's where it is it's all about self-development it's all about human beings it's all about the the psychology of of leadership all, all of those sort of things so look i i just know that you know every, every organization has has the same sets of issues and they're all around people it's never about technology or Equipment or, or whatever—it's always there. Are always people issues, so I, I don't. As, as long as we're <laughs> we, we inhabit the earth, those 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 problems will always be there, and so there's always going to be a need um, in in for individuals, for teams, for organisations to to have support around that. So um, I, I think that's the one that needs the focus, um, yeah. and and hopefully you know as time goes on. So sometimes I think it's interesting that you know I sort of look at. 2021 and we're, we're having these conversations still there's still command and control leadership in the in the workplace and we still we, we talk about valuing our people and engaging our people but you know you, you know as well as i do it's not happening in you know many if not most workplaces um so there's you know again my 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 mission is to to help support people to help make life better for people so that's I, I'll, I'll keep Keep plugging away at that. Yeah, drop.
1: <laughs> no, no, and, you, and you're doing an amazing, amazing job with with the frequency of your um, posting and sharing your value in different ways, whether it's with clients directly um, or whether it's um, on social media and, and the different mediums that, that you use to, uh, to to choose to do so. So no, you de- you're definitely doing that. Definitely do. That. I'm conscious as well, right? It's um I'm rubbish at this time zone thing. And I, I don't know whether you're in the same day as me or or just a little bit later or it's the previous day. Um and I normally ask people what have they had or what they're having for their tea today. Um but you've probably so tea being evening meal. Um and, and you've probably had your evening meal already, haven't you? I
2: have. Um, and I think I think I had I had the same as last time we spoke. <laughs> <laughs> you're a creature of habit. <laughs> <That's laughs> you're, you're boring. <laughs> you're sta-
1: so you, so you, you introduce standards everywhere in your life. So standard meals that, as well.
2: That's it. Um, easy meals. I think it's it's the terminology. <laughs> so do, you, do you do you eat supper? Do you have do you have some, anything before you go to bed? uh not usually me me and my wife usually we'll usually have a cup of tea and a, a biscuit or something before bed you know that's that's as wild as it gets in <laughs> house. <laughs> no amazing amazing and
1: if people wanted to find out more about paul dunlop i know i do after uh, after speaking with you with this time where would they go what would they do what would they find mr dunlop
2: um yeah probably a couple of ways so uh linkedin's probably the the go-to the know connect with me there you can't miss me um reach out happy happy to chat and engage with with anyone um yeah so and and i'll I'll say over certainly over the last 18 months in 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 our world of covid it's i've sort of traveled the world virtually um and met lots of fantastic people like like yourself so um yeah so i've i've learned a lot and met a lot of great people through that medium so reach out there Um, otherwise you can sort of look at my website and see, see what I do, what I don't do, um, have a, have a poke around there. So, um, www.dunlopconsultants.com. Um, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. thank you. I just want to say
1: again, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you a little bit better. Um, good luck with everything that you've got going on. I resonate with so much with what you say, how you do, uh, and, and, and your approach as well. I'm sure you will be successful wherever you go and wherever you may
2: next fall. Julie, absolute pleasure. And um, I might say in the bath soon. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed.
0: Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved.